I'm Linda. And I'm Craig. And this is the Indie Travel Podcast at IndieTravelPodcast.com. It's episode 138 and we are back from our Christmas and New Year's break. Yeah, we thought we'd just have a bit of a conversation with you today and tell you what we're up to and talk about what we've been doing and um, also give you some tips about how to enjoy the New Zealand summer, which is what we're doing and what we plan to continue doing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So we left you in late December and I want to say thanks again to everyone who uh, came in and did a guest post. We've had some great guests on the show. Yeah, you guys rock. Um, yeah, that's been awesome. We had um, Chris Christensen from the Amateur Traveller podcast mm-hmm. talking about um, a southwest road trip through the States. We also had Julie Schwiet at Colazo talking about New York. Yeah. Excellent city guide. Absolutely. And we had our Tokyo podcasting friends, Honor and Joseph, talking about New York, uh, New Year's. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. New Year's and uh, Christmas in Tokyo. So yeah. thank you very much for, uh, for filling in for us while we've been on a break. Yeah, it's been great. What have you been doing during this time? We haven't exactly been traveling heaps. We've still been in New Zealand, but... It's been good. We had Christmas with our friends at a party at our house. A whole bunch of friends came over on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. And we had John and Holly from the UK um, pop in for a visit on that barbecue. Yeah, that was really cool. A couple of podcast listeners. That was awesome. And then on Christmas Day, we had our... Well, it wasn't as crazy as usual, but it was a quite good family Christmas. Had breakfast with a friend and then second breakfast. It's like with hobbits. Second <laughs> breakfast with Craig's mum and then lunch with my, my, my family as well. Yeah. We actually managed to relax in the afternoon. It was great. Yeah, fantastic. Um, And then for New Year's, we did what almost everyone in Auckland does, and that's leave. Um, (laughs) We headed north like almost everyone in Auckland. Uh, Luckily, we didn't have too much traffic. We were leaving on New Year's Eve, which is quite irregular. Most people leave as far in advance as possible. But unfortunately, I had to work until 3.30, so I didn't have the opportunity to skip the city quite as soon as we would have liked. Mm Mm-hmm. But we managed to get up, um, we had about a four and a half hour drive and it took us about five hours, so that wasn't too bad, considering mm-hmm. the, how the traffic usually is. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And um, since then, over the last couple of weeks, we've just been working our butts off, really. Uh, we're just saving and saving and trying to save, so it's been <laughs> lots and lots of uh, lots of work. We're both back at language schools, um, well, doing teaching, lived. and then, yeah, doing the podcast and um, keeping things clicking over at night. So it's some long days and we're looking forward to getting back on the road. Yeah, I think it's going to be really good. I realised today that we're heading off in one month and two days. Mm -hmm. Actually, I didn't realise it. My friend told me. Yeah. He said, so I'll see you in one month and two days. I'm like, oh, Oh, will you? Because <laughs> I'm going to meet him in, in uh, Santiago. But I was like, that is, that's not that soon, is it? <laughs> it really is. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, it's getting that way. And uh, yeah, so I've been doing all the prep for that. We're, um, I just sent off for a new passport because um, mine was expiring in the next nine months. And so I figured it would be easier just to get it done now rather than Definitely. waiting, say, until we got to Argentina and then having to go to the New Zealand embassy there. Um yeah, it's normally cheaper to get it sorted out at home. Mm, it's so much easier anyway. Yep. And then uh, we're also... Excuse me. And then I'm also going in for a couple more jabs on uh, Tuesday, which I'm not looking forward to. Needles yeah. needles and me. We're, we're not best it. friends. <laughs> I'm not the biggest fan either. I mean, I don't think I need to go for any more. I think I've had... Because we had a whole lot before. We were supposed to be going to China. And I tried to get... Everything I could then, so that I didn't have to go back. <laughs> yeah. 
I do that kind of thing a lot. I call it organized laziness because, mm -hmm. you know, I want to avoid the pain in the future. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thinking about that, we've got to pick up our travel insurance uh, oh, this week yeah. as well. And um, today's show is sponsored by our preferred travel insurance partner. How so convenient. <laughs> that matches in well, but we've got to remember to book it. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, yeah, this episode of the Inter Travel Podcast is brought to you by worldnomads.com. Worldnomads.com provides great value global travel insurance, and you can buy, extend, and claim online, even if you're already traveling. All policyholders also get free travel blogs, safety advice, and language guides for your iPod. Worldnomads.com. Keep traveling safely. Yeah, so when I looked for a quote the other day, it was just over $1,100 for both of us for mm. 12 months. That's not bad. So, um, yeah, in the past, we've just booked for a couple of weeks here, a couple of weeks there, when we thought we were in like a, a more dangerous or a higher risk area. If we're taking lots of flights or going into an area we didn't really feel safe in. Um, but this time, because we're, we're traveling quite quickly, we're covering a lot of ground and, um, yeah, I guess now we can also afford to buy yeah. <laughs> um, travel insurance. But so actually, that's it's, that's it's a fair a, price for a whole year for it's two not people. Bad, yeah, because in the past we've had to pay like three hundred dollars for a week or two weeks or something mm. like that. And to get the whole year yeah. means we're covered for the whole year. We don't have to think about it again. We don't have to go and okay. Well, this might be a bit unsafe, and yeah, it's just peace of mind as well. Mm, absolutely. Um, Stuart from TravelFish.org keeps telling me if you can't afford travel insurance, you can't afford to travel. That's a good point. I'm like, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you just make it part of the expense right at the beginning, then it's something you don't have to think about. Yeah. Um, which is why we're working two jobs at the moment. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's your week's wages. <laughs> Gone. Smooth. Well, we have been enjoying the New Zealand summer, and uh, although we're getting ready to leave it, um, we want to give you some of our hints and tips and tell you a bit about Kiwi culture, I guess, yeah. and um, what it's like to, to be down here during, what, December, January, and um, through into February. Yeah, I can't believe we're leaving in mid-February. February is the best month to be in New Zealand. It totally mm. rocks. Yeah, it's um, the weather's normally settled, it's hot, and... Even better, all of the kids, which have been on school holidays from like mid-December until the end of January, because these are our summer holidays, mm -hmm. they go back to school. Yeah. So you can actually just chill out on the beach and there's not hundreds of kids or dozens of kids or even a couple of kids. It's beautiful. <laughs> actually, I haven't noticed kids much this year. Usually they're everywhere, but maybe I just haven't been doing touristy things. Maybe not. Well, anyway... Summer in New Zealand does rock. Although the weather can be a bit erratic, it hasn't been wonderful. At least it's better than what's going on in the Northern Hemisphere. I was chatting to one of my friends online the other day, and I, I looked on uh, timeanddate.com to see what time of the day it was. And timeanddate.com also has a little weather feature. It was negative one degree. Negative one. <laughs> <laughs> I've been and talking snowy. to people who, where it's been negative, uh, negative 20. Oh, yeah. And, um, yeah, it's the, the snowpocalypse. Oh, the, can we... Can we not, can we never say that word again? <laughs> Please. Oh, my goodness. That's right up there with staycation. I've been watching too much American news. I think you need to avoid it. Well, anyway, the weather is better than there. And, oh, man, getting out in the sun is just so good. Mm. And uh, getting in the water, I mean, Auckland's called the city of sails for a reason. Um, yeah. It's all of the small boats that just flood the harbour yeah. and uh, getting out swimming, surfing um, or boating is just brilliant. Yeah, I mean, there's so much to do in the water. I mean, 
Kiwis really love to be in the water, and Aussies too. I mean, most of these tips also apply for Australia. Um, yeah, just just get out there, go to the beach if you're not much of a water baby. You know, just uh, lie on the beach and sunbathe, do some paddling in the water, mm-hmm. splash around a bit. But if you do, if you do like the water, there's so much you can do. I mean, surfing, kayaking. I went kayaking last week. It was great. Excellent. Yeah. And I've been uh, doing a bit of fishing, which I haven't been doing, which, which I haven't done for a long time. Mm. And so I've still got a kilo of bait and. Um, Hopefully we'll bring back some fish this time. Yeah. I think the fish found out that it was the New Year's holiday. Ah, and um, They all went off on holiday. They, they all disappeared. <laughs> Another thing you can do in the water is go swimming with whales or dolphins. Mm, that's very popular down here and um, very accessible as well. Yeah, I mean, it's not necessarily very cheap, but it's a good experience. Mm. Well, I mean, when we were up north, we were in an area called Doubtless Bay, um, which is the last kind of big bay before you get into the far north. And, well, it is in the far north, really. Yeah, um, the far north. And we were up at the top end of it, and uh, we were sitting at our friend's batch, which is a small, basic holiday home, and somebody came back from the beach and said there were a couple of orcas swimming in the bay. It was so cool. So we uh, chucked on our, on our jandals and wandered down to the beach and stood there watching the orcas playing around. It was so cool. There were heaps of cool. people out in their kayaks going up close, and the, mm. the, the orcas were diving and everything. And a few weeks ago, we were up north again, somewhere else, and we're just sitting on the beach and suddenly a pod of dolphins swam by. Mm. So, I mean, it was so cool. Yeah. So there really is quite a lot of wildlife around New Zealand, especially in the water. Mm. Yeah. And, I mean, New Zealand's a very active place. And, Mm. I mean, the tourism marketing really pushes that with kind of hiking and bungee jumping and skydiving and all that kind of, you know, (laughs) stuff, adventure sport. But, um, yeah, I mean... Go hiking. Even if you're just in Auckland, within a half an hour drive, you've got the Waitakere Ranges, which are out on the West Coast. Yeah, and, um, if you don't want to go for a long walk, there's heaps of inland forests even. I mean, we we discovered this little patch of bush five minutes walk from our house, and mm. we could walk for, what, like 20 minutes without seeing the the road? Yeah, you can still hear it, um, yeah. but yeah, yeah it's cool. you're kind of out and away. That was really good. And um, there's now a coast-to-coast walk across oh, yeah. Auckland. So you can start down, I believe it starts near the Britomart train station, mm-hmm. um, which is on the Waitemata Harbour. Mm-hmm. And you can walk right across Auckland to the uh, Manukau Harbour. That's so cool. So, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Or you could go biking. I mean, you can go yeah. get your bike out, go for a cycle, or go yeah. rollerblading. That's a good thing to do along mm. the waterfront here in Auckland. Yeah. And other places, of course. Yep. Now, there's drop-off bikes in Auckland now. Ooh, um, not okay. dissimilar to the Paris system, but you need to be pre-registered um, with it. But I guess if you've got a smartphone and internet access on that, you can register online um, yeah. immediately. Um, so, yeah, you just pay by the hour and pick up and drop off. At, uh, there's a couple of dozen places around the city. Yeah, I've seen them in a few places, but not too many. I mean, I suppose if you know where they if are. If you're looking for them, you, <laughs> you see them everywhere. And camping's very popular, and um, it's kind of the, well, apart from couch surfing or woofing, it's the ultimate uh, budget way to get around New Zealand. Yeah, we've we've travelled around New Zealand with a tent, and it's good because there's quite a good system. I mean, the Department of Conservation has a lot of campsites all around the country where you can stay for cheap or free, depending on what sort of campground it is. Mm, Yep, and uh, it goes all the way up into the hut system where... You've got running water and hot water and flushing toilets, and mm. they get up to about $20 a night per person, don't they? Oh, and the Great oh, Walks the, are a lot more On the Great Walks are about 45 Um, You need to book those in advance. That's right. So that's for things like the Milford Track and um, 
No, I think it's the, only the Milford that's no, that expensive. Oh yes, well. that's true. So yeah, the the Great Walks, which are kind of the the dozen uh, most popular and, and most used walks in New Zealand. Um, yeah, prices go up. Yeah. So another thing you can do to enjoy the New Zealand summer is to enjoy the cuisine. You're saying cuisine like it's something fancy. <laughs> yeah, okay. By cuisine, I mean barbecued food and fish and chips. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, sure, it's not the most wonderful food in the world, but at least we can eat it outside. <laughs> it's great. Yes. I mean, you, you go down the beach, you buy your fish and chips, although our local fish and chip shop is closed at the moment. Yeah. We've taken like a month off. We're not very impressed. No. But um, you eat your fish and chips, you head down the beach with your bottle of tomato sauce... And you just sit there, legs yeah. out, eat your fish and chips. That's so good. good. And uh, barbecues also. Barbecues and beer or a glass of white wine. Yeah. Um, now, New Zealand white wine is world-renowned. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Unlike the fish and chips. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, Sauve Blanc, Gewürztraminer. Mm. Gewürztraminer. Yeah. And um, I guess they're the two most popular. Oh, Pinot, Pinot, Pinot Gris, Gris. is mm-hmm. um, the other great white that's really kind of kicking off and yeah. being really popular at the moment. When I think of summer, I think of Sauve Blanc and Pinot Gris. Mm. Those are the ones I'd go for. Yeah. The other ones are good, but I mean, that's the sitting outside with a glass of white wine kind of thing. Mm. Yeah, I mean, beer is good, but sometimes it's just a bit more classy to have wine. <laughs> a bit classy. It's such a snob. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, we just do everything on the barbecue mm. in summer. You, you cook your dinner. Like, we were at home last night, and our flatmates were just cooking up their dinner on the barbecue. Mm-hmm. And, um, well, and of course, you go to barbecues with all your friends, you know, 50 or 60 yeah. or 80 people. <laughs> <laughs> Smooth. Um, lots of outdoor events right through New Zealand, and luckily, lots and lots of free ones. Yeah, um, it's all good. The concert season is just about to kick off mm-hmm. with music and parks. and oh, so. so these are normally up-and-coming rock bands or um, kind of pop bands or people that have kind of been around the track and are coming back to do some stuff and give back to the fans. Yeah. And uh, so you get a really wide variety of music from jazz, rock, pop, um, every now and again a little bit of classical mm. and um, operetta. Yeah, and, and plus yeah. there's the big events as well. Like Christmas in the Park is in the Domain and there's 100,000 or so people who mm-hmm. go to that. And also Symphony Under the Stars and other big, big events. Yeah. As we speak, there's um, one of the biggest concerts in New Zealand happening, well, I don't know, 20Ks away. It's the Big Day Out, Mm -hmm. which you'll find through um, New Zealand and Australia. Mm -hmm. It's a massive day-long rock and dance Mm -hmm. festivals. You do have to pay for that, though, unlike most of the other things. You have to pay through the nose. But some other things that are going on is um, music in the wineries. Did you see that Vic, Vic Runger, Tim Finn and Dave Dobbin are playing in the wineries and I really want to go and I'm sure they're not going to be at a winery near us where, we're, when, where, no, where we are. They, are. they are playing near us, but after we leave the country. Yes, of course. <laughs> but then also there's uh, zoo music as well. Like, yep. They put on concerts in the zoo, which is so cool. So, I mean, there's heaps of music events going on Go outside. see the family. Yeah. <laughs> you said yes. <laughs> so snapped. You- Oh, oh, I'm going to have to bleep that out. <laughs> so, um, yeah, times are good and it's nice being in the sun, nice being in the summer. So in addition to music outside, there's also theatre outside. And one of my favourite things to do is go to Summer Shakespeare. I'm having a bit of trouble finding a Summer Shakespeare this year because I know the University of Auckland puts it on, but it's usually a bit later in the year. Mm. And um, there used to be one near the Rose Gardens in Parnell, but I don't think that's running anymore. Yeah, I think funding got pulled. <laughs> it's such a shame because it was a... It was a free event. It was a free event and it was something that 
we loved and yeah, we'd go we along to the rose garden with a bottle of uh, bottle of bubbles and friends, sit in the grass and yeah yeah oh well i mean i think there's one in takapuna this year there's, they're all over the country but we're just not happening to be mm. in the right place at the right time yeah there's other there's other theater events and outdoor cinemas as well mm. so um yeah i guess we're focused on auckland because that's where we are but um all of the main centers have really good kind of cultural events running right through mm-hmm. and um new zealand bands tour right through the summer and so you're you'll be in a small town which normally has a hundred people but this week, because it's the summer holidays, has 2,000. Yeah. And um, you'll have a top-class band just this come through to play like at the, the time pub. This is true, like the up in Russell. <laughs> yeah. It was so cool. We were sitting around in Russell about four years ago, New Year's, and um, suddenly we heard the sound of our favourite band. And Craig said, that's eight. I said, is it a CD? He said, no, no, that's eight. Eight's playing in Russell. So we ran down to the pub, got ourselves in, yeah. and uh, watched the second half of their set. Mm. It was great. It was. It was good fun. Hey, so if you do come down to New Zealand in the summer, there's something you do need to be careful about, and that's our sunshine. Oh, yeah. Uh, we have too much of it. No. Um, <laughs> we've got really bad um, ozone damage here, and so the UV levels are much higher than they are in other places in the world. Yeah. Um, this means if you're fair-skinned and you walk down the road for 15 minutes, you will be sunburned. It's true. Um, so make sure you put on some sunscreen, and I would recommend buying it here mm-hmm. for the simple reason that, I was reading about this the other day, the SPF um, ratings. ratings on sunscreen aren't standardized across Are the not? world. So they mean different things in different places. Oh. And... Um, also, because the amount of UV light mm. in different countries is different, um, you need to get sunscreen that's actually made for the place Area. that you're going. That's really um, interesting. So that was fascinating. So SPF um, 30 is kind of the recommended one to use in New Zealand. Yeah, um, SPF 15 is the absolute minimum. Yeah. But 30 is becoming more and more common. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we've got some of the highest rates of skin cancer in the world. Yeah. And it's not because of something like diet or anything like that. It's simply because... Uh, well, we're, we're outside all the time as well. I mean, yeah. the sun is the sun is damaging because of the hole in the ozone layer. But also, we're out in it. I went to the... the um, the mole map people the other day were getting our moles checked because you know wanted to make sure we got all that done before we went away and she said something interesting she said that most skin cancers on guys are on the back and most on girls are on the legs mm-hmm. I assume because the legs are the last place girls put sunscreen and guys don't think about it or maybe guys are a bit nervous about asking people to put sunscreen on the back I don't know but just be aware of those particular areas if you're a guy mm-hmm. make sure you sunscreen your back and if you're a girl make sure you sunscreen your legs and guys, that sounds like a good pickup line if you're uh, lying on the beach. <laughs> so I hear that <laughs> the uh, the most common place for guys to get skin cancer is on my back. So would you be so yeah. kind? <laughs> yeah, that might work. Mm. Or also not. Yeah, that happens from time to time as well. <laughs> hey, before we finish up um, today's show, we want to talk a little bit about the ways that you can help us out as we kick off the new year. Um, so... What we've done is we've put a post on the website, which you can find easily by um, coming to the homepage, and it outlines kind of what we're looking to do this year and some of the different ways that um, you can help us out. So the first thing you can do to help us is give us a review in iTunes. We'd really appreciate it because obviously it will increase our rating and make people more aware of us. 
And so if you could give us some stars and write a sentence or two about why you like the show, that would really, really help us. It would indeed. Uh, another thing you can do there is uh, tell us what you'll buy from us. Um, as we're trying to make the site profitable enough for us to um, uh, keep it running, keep paying other authors, authors to write and um, fund ourselves as we travel around, uh, we're going to be doing some more paid products this year. So we want to know what, uh, what you're interested in, what should we do next. Uh, the options we've got on the survey is uh, creating an Indie Travel Podcast Members Centre, uh, creating an iPhone app for the podcast or the magazine, um, creating custom itineraries for places you visit. So I might have, for example, a New Zealand North Island seven-day or a Auckland three-day itinerary. Mm-hmm. Um, things that we do, things that we enjoy um, that we can kind of put together and, and send you. Mm-hmm. Um, books on how to make money traveling or books on how to travel uh, and guidebooks for places. The other thing we've got there is an indie travel podcast forum. Um, and the thing with travel forums is there are loads of them and so we've we've held off doing it. But if enough people want it, um, then we'll create one because it would be great to have a place for our community and, and for you to come and hang out. Um, yeah, I'm just a bit worried about, you know, creating dozens and dozens and dozens yeah. of forums with the same questions. But if that's what you'd like, uh, we'll do it. Sure. Another thing that you could do to help us out is to tell someone about us. Because, obviously, we'd quite like to grow our audience. And, I mean, we love you guys, but we'd like there to be more of you. <laughs> <laughs> so you could talk to a real person. You know, maybe your mum likes travel. You could tell your mum about us. Insert other name in place of your mum. <laughs> right I'm taking you back to the zoo you could also email a link to the show to somebody so that they can check it out for themselves or you could get a subscription to our travel magazine and if you have a copy around the house people will ask you about it and then you could tell them indeed indeed uh, if you join us on Facebook uh, do a search for Indie Travel Podcast and become a fan that's a great way because um, you know if you share that with your friends on Facebook uh, we can build things up that way and you can also talk to us. Just send us an email, let us know what you're thinking, and um, you know we'll answer it. We always answer them personally, so we're not getting anyone else to do it. Mm. Uh, the sixth thing you could do to help us, this is some, some workload we're giving yeah, you today. Yeah, how long is this list? Uh, um, is find us an advertiser. So we've got a copy of our media kit there, and uh, if you know someone in travel, then um, send that off to them and tell them how much you love the show and why they should advertise with us. Mm-hmm. Or you could give us some of your time, because... We spend quite a lot of time on this, and if you have some of that time to give us, we'd like it. (laughs) Or you could uh, give us some money. You've either got time or money, right? Um, (laughs) Possibly. (laughs) (laughs) What we're saving up for at the moment is a couple of new hard drives so we can store all of the video footage that we're going to be taking as we travel around South America, Europe, and Asia this year. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, they're the eight things you can do to help us. Um, I'd say the main ones you could do in terms of helping us plan is to fill out the survey. Mm-hmm. And um, the main other thing you could do to help us is to um, to share in any way you want to uh, with people and help us continue to grow. Yeah, so thanks heaps. I mean, thanks heaps for listening to us. Thanks heaps for sticking with us through the last three and a bit years. And yeah, it's been good fun, eh? Yeah, yeah, it's been great. And we really appreciate you guys. So I guess we also should thank our sponsor before we finish up for today. We definitely should. Our sponsor today has been worldnomads.com. At worldnomads.com, you can also support a Footprints community development project when you purchase your travel insurance online. 
worldnomads.com. Keep traveling safely. And if you come to indietravelpodcast.com, you'll find the insurance link at the top of the page. That's where we have some of our experiences with travel insurance, and we'll tell you why we chose World Nomads for our travel insurance. Indeed we will. Hey, it's, it's good to be back, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's been really, a while. Really looking forward to uh, 2010. Yeah, we should have some excellent shows coming up because we're going to be traveling. It's going to be great. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Smooth. Well, that's us for this week. Until next week, travel well. <laughs>